most Irish baseball fans, whether they be in the US or in Ireland or Canada or the UK, because there are fans of what we're doing and and fans of Ireland that they live all over the world. And, and I think it would be really, really great for the game and for Ireland if Ireland were to make it to the, the WBC qualification stage or, you know, to get on the doorstep of the Olympics. Um, I think those things would generate so much interest in America, primarily um, uh, among most of those countries, but definitely in Ireland. It would really help to inspire kids to play baseball in Ireland. And it would really inspire a lot of, I think, businesses to uh, to want to back baseball in Ireland. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society and Emerald Diamond International. John will be our guest today on the show. He's going to talk about all of the big news with both organizations leading into St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for being here, John. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So we have a lot of things to discuss today. Some big things happening with the parent organization of the Irish American Baseball Society. And that is a big name change and sort of a refocus in direction. And we're talking about Emerald Diamond International. Why don't you talk a little bit about everything that's going on there? Like you said, Emerald Diamond International is the new name for our parent organization. The name is, uh, it's kind of a callback to the way this all started, which was uh, I made a documentary in 2006. Well, I made it in 2004 and five, and it came out in 2006. And that was a documentary about baseball in Ireland called The Emerald Diamond. And so we, you know, when we decided to change the name to Emerald Diamond International, we wanted to do two things, really. We wanted to make sure the focus was on or that the reference was to the work that we've done in Ireland for the past 17 years and how that is an important focus for us going forward. And it's always been an important focus, but also the fact that over the last few years, we have expanded to uh, include um, some programs in the U.S. And we also work with uh, youth baseball organizations in other parts of the world. So that's why it's Emerald Diamond International. And, and obviously Emerald Diamond is a reference in and of itself to Ireland, the Emerald Isle, Emerald Diamond, Baseball Diamond. You know, for anybody who's been kind of following along or has been part of this for the last 5, 10, or 15 years, the the, the term Emerald Diamond is – um, it's kind of, uh, I guess, ingrained in what we do. It's it's baseball in Ireland. And with the Irish American Baseball Society, that's kind of taken on a, a slightly new meaning. Now, you know, we're, we're working with the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame. We've got the Irish ancestry. So they, the Irish element of what we do at the Irish American Baseball Society and Emerald Diamond International is it's kind of ingrained at this point. And a lot of the stuff that we do in the U.S. and in other countries is actually informed by the stuff that we've learned for the last 15 years doing work in Ireland. So it's a very deep backstory, but but essentially it's um, it's baseball, and and that's you know that's what we do, and and a lot of it is tied to what we've done in Ireland, or it's influenced by it. So um, so that's that's kind of the uh, the backstory for the name. And no matter what the name of Emerald Diamond International for the entire time this organization has existed, it has not just focused on Ireland. So we have 
deep connections to Ireland, most of the people involved in the organization. But we have helped not only baseball grow in Ireland, but in other parts of the world. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when the organization was founded, actually, our name was Emerald Diamond USA. And, and that was for a few years before we changed, we changed our name and, and now we're changing it back to Emerald Diamond and we're calling it Emerald Diamond International. Um, yeah, the first few years were really focused on sending equipment. And uh, when we raised enough money to send donations, uh, we did that. We sent coaches over to Ireland and it was exclusively Ireland until about 2000. I think um, I think it was 2013. Um, we actually did a fundraiser to help uh, families that were hit by Hurricane Sandy. We, we teamed up with a, a minor leaguer named Jason Hernandez, um, who, who was with the Red Sox organization. And uh, he was from New Jersey. His hometown got hit really hard and he wanted to do something. And so we teamed up with him and that was the first time we ever did anything that was not Irish uh, focused. And, uh, and that was an interesting one. And I'd like to do more of that sort of thing, but it's, it's a, it was a difficult thing to, to pull off, but, um, but that was the first thing. And, and then after that, we, we started uh, youth baseball programs in the U S and uh, now we're, we're, also uh, working with, um, I think uh, we're working with a new organization, a youth baseball organization in Montana. And then overseas, we're, we're working with organizations in several countries. Um, off the top of my head, I, I know we're working in Belize, Cameroon, Bhutan, and um, Ukraine, and a couple more, Colombia and Nigeria. And, and there may be some more next year. So, it, you know, and like I said, a lot of the stuff we do, we've already done in Ireland or we tried in Ireland and it worked, whether it's teaching baseball to kids, um, raising money via donations or sending a coach or equipment or, or that sort of thing. So, uh, and when we can't help directly, we, we try to help, you know, just through advising and, and, um, letting them know like, you know, the best way to secure equipment or different connections that we have in the U S that can help. So we try to, we try to help where, where there's need and, um, and, you know, we, we certainly have the experience to do that. So I guess this is sort of a chicken or the egg question here, but did the idea for the Irish American Baseball Society come before the idea to sort of do all of this philanthropic work with trying to teach baseball throughout the world? Why are there two different organizations, I guess, is the main question here. That's an interesting question. Um so when we started in 2006, we were focused solely on Ireland and we, we, we did things like, you know, sent equipment over, we raised money, we helped with field projects and that sort of thing. We sent coaches over, we brought players over here, um, like teenagers to, to attend baseball camps and, and things like that. So the, the focus was on Ireland. It, it slowly grew outward to other areas first the u.s and then other countries really because we had the experience at that point we kind of knew what we were doing and and we could we could help and um so that that's you know kind of how the parent organization evolved and then in 20 i think it was 2018 the thought occurred to us well since we're doing all this stuff everywhere now um, and, and we're a small all volunteer organization. So it, it's, you know, we're not like, you know, a, a large organization, but we were doing things here and there. 
Um, but we had 15 years, or at that point, we had about 12 years of experience in Ireland. And we had built up a lot of interest and support in the Irish American community. And the idea to create the Irish American Baseball Society was to create an organization that was more of a cultural organization that did things like research the ancestry of Irish American baseball players or research the history of baseball in Ireland and celebrated the Irish impact of players and coaches of Irish heritage uh, on the game, both yesterday and today. And that was kind of the, the, the thought with the Irish American baseball society. It, it wasn't to do anything in Ireland and it, we don't have youth baseball programs for the society in Ireland. We, what we do have is um, a group of baseball fans and professionals, whether they be players or coaches or broadcasters or journalists, um, but it's mostly fans. And they're mostly in America. Some are in Canada, some are in Ireland, um, but they all love baseball in Ireland. And, and that's kind of the common thread. Emerald Diamond International, the parent organization, is kind of the programmatic youth baseball operational thing that we have been doing for for close to 20 years now um that's teaching the game of baseball that's uh you know our mission is to share the game of baseball whether that's sharing equipment helping to raise funds sharing um expertise of a coach you know by sending that coach over uh to a country or um you know there's any number of ways you can share the game of baseball helping to build fields um providing support for you know financial support for uniforms so that's what the parent organization does Irish American Baseball Society, like I said, is more of a cultural organization. It's a, you know we're non um, we're non religious, uh, you know we're non denominational. We're not a political organization. Uh, well, I mean, our politics are we love baseball in Ireland, so that's kind of what we do. And um, it's kind of like if if Saber and uh, the Ancient Order of Hibernians uh, combined, or something something like that. I mean, most of the people in the organization are of Irish heritage, but we take everybody. We don't have a test. There's no, nobody's more Irish than anyone else. Um, we don't care if you're Irish, if you like baseball and you like Ireland, um, you can join. But most of our members, you know, as you would expect are, you know, probably 90% are Irish American. Um, a lot of them are Notre Dame fans. A lot of them, uh, you know, are, you know, like you too. And, and all the things you would expect, I think, I mean, it, it, but it's, it's a very, it's not a monolithic thing. Like we're all coming at this from different perspectives. So, so it's a fun organization and, and we want to, we want to celebrate things that, that have happened in the past. We want to, um, you know, support uh, the programs that we're doing in Ireland uh, through the Emerald Diamond uh, International Organization. And and um, so the two work independently, but the, the Irish American Baseball Society was really kind of a natural outgrowth of having been in Ireland for 15 years and looking around and saying, well, we've got all this support and all this interest and we're doing things in other countries. Um, let's kind of break off uh, our Irish supporters and, and do something in the U.S. where, you know, people can can kind of congregate and celebrate what, you know, what's happening. And, and we can actually have some programs to like research and, and learn more about the history of the Irish impact on baseball. Just an interesting story personally was when I started doing this podcast and I was having the conversations with John about organizing it and everything, I was saying, well, maybe I should use 
my Irish family's last name because I don't sound very Irish with the very German last name that I have. And John said, no, like we want to say that nobody is more Irish or less Irish than anybody else. And we want to say that we're going to come into this with people who do have last names that don't sound Irish and they are just as much a part of this community as Euro tools and, <laughs> and people who do have Fitzgerald like John has like those traditional Irish names and he said it would actually make more sense to show that this Irish heritage runs so deep in so many people and it's not just a name thing and I did appreciate that mindset when he said that oh those more than two years ago when we started this whole thing so I think that as we continue to grow both of these organizations, and they are growing in numerous ways, at some point you're going to need somebody who's going to be that figurehead for it, who's going to be that figurehead for it, and we have an ambassador now, and this is some big-time news. So why don't you talk about that, John? Yeah, so... Um... We're really happy to announce that Steve Garvey is going to be our first Irish baseball ambassador. And Steve obviously had a storied baseball career. Um, he's a he's a great public speaker. He's just uh, he's a really interesting guy, and um, he's also a proud inductee of the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame. So I had met Steve for the first time. I think must've been about five or six years ago. And, uh, we actually met at Foley's the home of the Irish American baseball hall of fame. And he was interested at that time about what we were doing. I think he either had just marched in St. Patrick's day parade or was about to in, um, cabin. So he, you know, he was really interested in, in what we were doing. Obviously it wasn't quite what we're doing now that the society hadn't been formed yet. Um, when we did form the Irish American Baseball Society, Steve was uh, one of our first members. He was all about it, very interested in, in you know, how he could help. And I think in 2020, when we couldn't do anything in March, um, he he and I discussed, you know, what we could do. And he did a couple of Zooms. And, and we also sent a postcard out to members with a photo of Steve and a message, you know, about how he was looking forward to meeting everybody. And so he's been really committed to, to being involved from the get-go. And um, so now he's going to be uh, our first Irish baseball ambassador, which is an interesting position, which we can, we can get into. But um, when, when we came up with the idea for that, I think Steve was, was everybody's uh, first, you know, the, our first thought was, well, let, let's see if Steve is up for this because uh, this is, this is something with the, 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 um, the importance that, that someone like Steve can lend to it. So you teased at it, and what will be his role in this particular position? So what Steve's going to be doing is he's going to be talking to people about what we're calling the Irish baseball movement. And I think it was um, Mike McCarthy uh, from the Marquee Sports Network, who's also a member. He, he coined the phrase Irish baseball movement, and I think that's a, a really interesting and, and cool an apt umbrella term for what we're doing. And we've got a lot of stuff going on and, and it, it, we really need somebody out there to kind of talk about it, to explain it, to let people know about it. Um, 
And, and what Steve specifically is going to be doing is meeting with Irish American organizations, also Irish American business leaders to, to explain, you know, all the things we have going on from the hall of fame, um, to, uh, we're going to, um, we just launched the what we're calling the Irish Baseball Heritage Awards, which are awards, um, national awards for high school baseball players. Um, we we just have so much going on, and and we need somebody like Steve out there, kind of at the forefront of it, talking about it, talking about how all these things tie together. And one of the the main things he's going to be doing is to explain how our youth baseball programs in Ireland for Emerald Diamond International ties into all of that, that all of this really depends on Ireland having a lot of kids playing baseball and um, starting to see some uh, some kids come out of those programs in the next five to 10 years who are good baseball players and and want to go to college in the U.S., want to play you know maybe professionally at some point. Um, but we want to raise the standard of play in Ireland and, and, um, and we want to do that by getting more kids playing the game. And, and so it's important that, that we have the support of Irish American businesses and, um, and cultural organizations. And we do, you know, we, we definitely, um, we've started to get the attention of people and, and, um, we've got several corporate partners backing the program this year. And, um, I think, having someone like Steve to be able to talk about both his background, you know, he, he's a proud Irish American. He obviously had a, had a really great uh, major league baseball career and he can talk about those things and his perspective as it relates to all the things we're doing. And as it all relates to getting more kids in Ireland playing baseball, because the kids that play baseball are really, really interested in it. And the, the challenge that, that we've always had is finding enough coaches, training those coaches, um, finding places for the kids to play, getting suitable equipment. Um, because if you have all those things, the the kids want to play. Um, the problem is when you can't meet the demand, then kids find something else to do. So, so we we really think having someone like Steve out there as the as the um, the spokesperson for all these things that we're doing, and, and to be able to tie them all back to getting more kids playing baseball in Ireland. It's a really important thing. And, and that's why we decided that he would be the guy to be our first Irish baseball ambassador. And I know we're going to get into this more in future episodes of the podcast. We've been talking about it back and forth between the two of us, but a lot of people right now, as this episode is airing for the first time are enjoying the world baseball classic. And even after the World Baseball Classic ends, this year's version, I think, is really going to hook some people. And we've talked about really wanting Ireland to one day in the future be a part of this tournament, which is just turning into a bigger and bigger deal each and every time it's played. So while we're not ready to really delve into everything we want to do to make this a reality at some point, can you just sort of talk about that as an end goal somewhere down the road? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Most Irish baseball fans, whether they be in the U.S. or in Ireland or Canada or the U.K., because there are fans of what we're doing and, and fans of Ireland that 
that live all over the world. And, and I think it would be really, really great for the game and for Ireland if Ireland were to make it to the, the WBC qualification stage or, you know, to get on the doorstep of the Olympics. Um, I think those things would generate so much interest in America, primarily um, uh, among most of those countries, but definitely in Ireland. It would really help to inspire kids to play baseball in Ireland. And it would really inspire a lot of, I think, businesses to uh, to want to back baseball in Ireland. Um, and, and we've been we've been kind of working towards those goals, you know, in, in different ways for years. And we've seen, you know, how when we when we sent the um, the first Irish Junior National Baseball team to uh, to Switzerland and then to Italy, we had to garner the support of Irish American businesses and and private donors. And so we, we've seen those challenges, and we see how success really breeds um, success. Success on the field breeds fundraising success, and and inspires kids to, to want to play. And so if Ireland were to make the WBC and we know that they have the talent to do it. I mean, we, we, we know of, you know, plenty of ball players that, um, that qualify for Irish citizenship that would love to play for Ireland. If they were to make it to the world baseball classic, it would, it would just change so many things in the trajectory of, uh, baseball in Ireland. But, but, even more than that, it would be good for the game because I, I feel like, um, you know, you see with the World Baseball Classic, it just generates so much interest in the the home country and also in the U.S. for specific countries. And, and I think there are just so many Irish-American baseball fans that would love to see that and would, would want to go to those games, would be following those games, would be following the rosters and, and in between, um, you know, competitions and uh you know, I don't think Ireland would, would be able to beat the U.S. or Japan um, or Cuba, uh, or those those type of upper tier countries. But um, I mean, they, they would definitely have enough talent to get to the uh, to the tournament. And I think that in and of itself would be just a fantastic thing for both Ireland and the game of baseball. And I'm not going to get too much into it right now, but I work in baseball and I work down here in Florida. So this is a really bad timing event for me. I couldn't make it up to New York for this, but coming up on St. Patrick's Day, something huge that you got connected for the Irish American Baseball Society. Just talk about that for a second, because this is big. I'm... A little upset at you because obviously the timing doesn't work for me to make it up to New York, but why don't you talk about it for a quick second here? Sure. Um, we're going to be marching in the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade uh, for the first time, and uh, I apologize. I tried to get it changed, but they said it. You know, March 17th was going to be the day, Rick. <laughs> I know. So I'm just kidding. There's <laughs> nothing I can do about that. But uh, no, it's it's great because it's um, it's one of those things where once you're in you know, you, you can, you can march in it every year. And, um, we want to be there every year. We want to be growing every year and, and we want people to to know who we are and, and we want them to join and, and to be a part of this. So what better way to do that than to be, at at the, you know, the most famous St. Patrick's day parade in the world. We will be at, um, we're also marching in Baltimore and Hartford, Connecticut this year as well. And, um, I think, our goal and uh, our steering committee is working on this is to find other parades that members can get some friends and family together and march in. So 
you know, next year we'd like to also be in the New York City Parade and the Hartford Parade, the Baltimore Parade, and maybe 10 others. So it all depends on on continued growth and to find not only more members, but members that are interested in doing things like doing a meetup at a ballpark to find more members or to, to let, you know, some of their friends and family in on what this is all about. Because when the next St. Patrick's Day rolls around, those are the people that are probably going to want to march. And, and we want that. We want to have, you know, as many different contingents and as many different parades as possible. If you can make it to New York, you know, we'd love to have you. And if you can't, let's get something going with your own hometown parade because, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I think it's great for members to get together and to do these things. But also it shows people that, you know, this isn't just a thing where you're paying $20 a year to 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 buy a t-shirt or something like that, which is, that's a big part of it. I mean, people love the gear and they want to get you know, they want to show it off at, at parades and at the ballpark and stuff. And that's really how we grew it in the early years, especially during COVID. But um, but now we want members out there, you know, meeting each other, talking to each other, showing people that, uh, you know, we're, we're we're fun. We're we're happy. We're we're doing, uh, you know, we're celebrating baseball in Ireland and we're, um, you know, we're doing these things at the ballpark at the St. Patrick's Day parades. And um, and, you know, we, we want more people to be a part of it. John Fitzgerald, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Rick. That was John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society and Emerald Diamond International. And this has been episode 56 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm Rick Becker. Earlier this month, we lost a valued member of the Irish American Baseball Society and one of the best broadcasters in the sport. Dave Wills, voice of the Tampa Bay Rays, passed away at the age of 58. On the next episode of the show, you will hear our very own Sean Clancy interview Dave Wills. I will also give him the last word this week from that interview. And like, yeah, I'm not sure. The Devil Rays aren't very good. Uh, I haven't heard great things about the team. And lo and behold, I just thought to myself, you know what? It's one of 30 jobs in the world. So I better give it a shot. I sent the tape in. Uh, there's a mutual friend of ours, Rick Vaughn, who I understand on that particular day had just been in with a group of people who dwindled the pool of almost 300 applicants down to 10. And uh, somebody walked in and said, hey, I've got a, you know, envelope here with your name on it. And Rick, out of the kindness of his heart, decided to play the CD and I became number 11 of the final 10. And then uh, the rest is history. I ended up working up with, uh, hooking up with Andy Freed. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned me earlier, but uh, I, I honestly believe that when you get Andy and I together, uh, I do tend to believe that there might not be that many better broadcasts out there.